Um, but right now I have a, 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 I, what I think is a special treat. As you guys know, we've sent out a couple emails and Carl announced something a couple weeks ago that we have an associate pastor candidate. And uh, this morning uh, he's going to come and share a bit of his story. And I think that especially as it pertains to the, the message of peace the, that, the, uh, that we, in the candle that we lit today, you'll get to see some of um, the peace that God brings to us through salvation in Jesus Christ, in his story. And so um, let me invite you to help me welcome Ermal Porodini, our associate pastor candidate. Thank you, Pastor Joel, uh, for this welcome. Let me take the mask off. Technical difficulty. Okay, we'll, we'll improvise. There we go. This mask get in the way of a lot of things, don't they? All right, we're good. So thank you again, Pastor Joel, for this welcome invitation and just bringing me uh, here on this Sunday to just enjoy of the celebration of the season, why we come together and why we worship the King Jesus. And uh, my purpose uh, for today is to share how God has worked in my life from the very beginning. And as I share that story with you, I pray that it will be an encouragement uh, that God can do this even today in a world where we face a lot of fears, a lot of uncertainties, a lot of challenges. So um, as I begin to share my story, I just want to uh, uh, just remind us of the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and what he has done for us. Uh, Let me first begin with a word of prayer just so that we can all be on the same accord in the same mind and then we'll go from there. Father, we just ask uh, that you lead and guide this time that we have together as I share my testimony Uh, This is not just my story. It's your story and how you have worked in my life. And as it relates to our topic today of peace, Lord, may the message be clear of how you can bring peace to a lost boy, how you can bring peace to a lost world. And I pray that through this story, many will be encouraged to put their faith and trust in you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Again, thank you for giving me this opportunity, Pastor Joel. Pastor Joel and I go way back. Uh, we worked together at First Baptist Church of Rockville, and uh, uh, just thank you for giving me this, uh, this opportunity. It's a great privilege to share with you how God has worked with me in my life over the years. Now, my life journey began a long time ago. For some of our boys and girls here, okay, it, it, it may seem uh, like forever, okay, but I was born... Uh, on February 3rd, 1979, and I was born in a country uh, that was very difficult. It was a country that was close to the world. It was a country that was anti-God. It was an atheist country because it was under the communist regime for over 47 years. I grew up in Albania, in the country of Albania, a country that was self-proclaimed 
as the first atheist country in the world. So think about the spiritual darkness that I grew up in, where there was no churches, no Bibles, no the name of Jesus being proclaimed. And today in my message, you know, I, I saw the title, as like God's word being proclaimed, even in the closed borders of the country of Albania. I was born to a single mom who could not take care of me and my twin sister. And so she placed us in the best place that she knew. And that was in an orphanage, so we can be taken care of the, by the government. The living conditions in the orphanage were very poor, and life in the orphanage was very difficult, not just for me, but for a lot of kids, hundreds of kids who lived in the country of Albania. Growing up, I'd never heard about the name of Jesus. I was lost and lived in a society that considered orphans as rejects, unwanted and worthless, kids who had no purpose in life, kids that nobody wanted. See, for me, there was no hope. There was no love. There was no peace that I could have experienced. No future for anyone who lived in that system. To the world, we were a lost cause. But God knew in his infinite wisdom that he was not done with the country of Albania. On the month of December, year 1990, university students started protesting against the regime, the communist regime. And in the capital city of Tirana, where I was living at the time, in the orphanage, we saw demonstrations and riots. And people wanted change. A time for change was born as the people of Albania had grown weary from the communist regime and oppression. And among those protesters were orphan kids who joined in across the street shouting and joining the cause from their their iron fence orphanage building. See, we had this iron fence and uh, it was supposed to keep us away from the world, from the outside world. It was to be a division. And yet, even through those fences... Our voices and our heart cheered for freedom, cheered for freedom from tyranny. Did I know everything that was happening? No, I was just a kid. But God used that time in the early 90s to bring about change in the country of Albania. I didn't understand all that was happening at the time, but God knew that he was working on freeing the people of Albania from such spiritual darkness that existed in that land. God was preparing the country of Albania for the gospel to penetrate inside its closed borders. And he used missionaries from all over the world to do that. See, God wanted his word to be proclaimed. In Isaiah, as we read part of that today in our call to worship, you know, uh, I hear that Jesus is the wonderful counselor. He's the everlasting father. He's the prince of peace. And, and, and those phrases mean a lot to me in my life, especially as a kid. I'm looking for a father. I'm looking for peace. And God brought that through missionaries and through the sharing of the good news of the gospel. See, the harvest was ready for the country of Albania. And the workers were ready to come in. The missionaries were literally waiting outside the doors till the regime fell. In 1992, when communism fell and democracy began... God made a way. He brought in missionaries to Albania from all over the world who shared the good news of the gospel, the love of Jesus, and why 
He loves every boy and every girl. Why he loves all the lost people of Albania who were living in spiritual darkness. It was during the time that an American family came to the orphanage that I was living with. I was living in an orphanage probably of about 100 kids. And we had adults and we had people that took care of us. The government was responsible for our well-being. But when the American families came, they saw the living conditions. And like, we want to change the atmosphere. We want to change the livelihood of all these orphan kids. So it was during that time that an American family came to the orphanage. And they got interested in, in wanting to adopt me and my twin sister. They fell in love with my sister. But little did they know that she had a twin brother there to also consider. <laughs> right? They didn't know me first, but they got to know me afterwards. You know, see, they... They had served the Lord in Papua New Guinea for many, many years. And God was calling them to the mission field in Albania, specifically to work at the orphanage. And not the orphanage that I was in. I was in the orphanage that had older kids. They, they wanted to work with infants, with babies, because they too also need to experience God's love. See, once the family traveled back in the U.S., they were going to different churches, asking for the churches to pray for us, to pray for our salvation, so that we can come to know the Lord Jesus and as they went around and was raising their support, many people were praying before I even knew about it. God was laying the foundation. He was preparing my heart through the prayers of his saints so that I could come to be part of his family. And within months to a year, both my sister and I heard the gospel for the very first time. I was at age 13. And... Um, and I remember vividly, God had sent some missionaries, some college-age students who came to Albania. They were soccer players. They loved playing soccer with the kids. So guess what? I loved soccer playing with them. And every day we'd spend time with them. And, and as we were playing soccer, they're like, we have something better to offer to you. Yeah, it's fun that we can play games and sports and things like that. But we have something that, that will bring peace in your heart, that will change your life. It may not change your circumstances, but it will change the way you live and think. So I heard the gospel for the very first time and received the good news of Jesus. And in the summer of 1993, I became part of God's family. Upon hearing the gospel, I realized that I was lost. Lost not just in an orphanage system, in a country that was closed and dark. I was lost personally because that I did not know Jesus. I was lost in my sins I needed God's forgiveness. I needed Him to save me and to give me a new purpose and hope in life. See, for the first time I realized that though I was fatherless, I had a Father in heaven who loved and cared for me and was willing to send His Son to die on the cross for me. See, that message I had never heard before because in Albania there was no Bibles to share. So this missionary team really made a great impact in my life because they finally revealed to me that I could have peace. Though I may not have an earthly father, I can have a heavenly father who loves and cares for me and wants what's best for me. At the age of 13, I also decided to get baptized. And my life would never be the same after that. God would use his people to give me a better life and to get me and my sister out of the orphanage system and to change my identity from being an orphan in the eyes of the Albanian society to being an adopted child, an adopted son of God. See, that's where the gospel 
comes into play. Because it brings hope to those who are lost. Soon after that, we moved to live with an American family that God provided uh, during our high school years in Albania. And we got plugged into a youth group. We started attending the church. And that was really a very important part in our lives because it began to build that firm foundation that we needed in the Lord. In 1993 and 1994, something special took place in the country of Albania. For the very first time, the entire Bible was translated in its native language. People were working in translating the Bible in Albanian language years before the borders and communism regime fell. So there are still believers in Albania who in secret were worshiping the Lord, who in secret were sharing the good news of the gospel. And God was working for its translation years before I got to hold a Bible in my hand. The entire Bible translation was completed and people could have their own copy of God's word in their hands. And during that time, God used me to work with many missionaries that came to Albania, many missionary teams who would come to the orphanage and serve there. And one of those teams came from Durwood Bible Church here in Maryland, of which Don and Joyce were a part of. So we have a lot of connection. A lot of you don't know. We go way back to Albania. Well, I met them in Albania years ago. And it's interesting how God brings us back. Don and Joyce were part of that team, and they came to the orphanage, the infant orphanage, and they loved on those kids. They cared for them. They did a lot of renovations in improving the living conditions of the kids and where they were living. And they shared the love of God, the love of Jesus. A lot of these kids had never been held, never been touched, never been played with. And here they are on top of the trampoline, just having fun. Okay, I was having fun too. I was wrestling with Don on occasion. You know, at least he says that. I don't remember, but he says that I was wrestling with him and we were having fun too as we were serving God in the orphanage. See, God wanted to show them kids that there were people that loved them, that cared for them. And there were people that could bring peace in the hearts of lost souls. God provided also a way for us to come to the States and live with the American family and their relatives in Oregon where we finished high school. For us, it was something very new and very scary, having to travel from Albania to the U.S. And uh, we didn't know anybody. We had no friends. Uh, we had no connections. But God put the right family at the right place for us to have peace and say, hey, you know what? Things will be okay. God has brought us so far. He will be with us wherever we go. He brought peace in our hearts. And we knew that He would take care of us like He had done before. We attended a church in Salem, Oregon, and found ourselves welcomed and accepted by their youth group and their youth ministry. And I grew stronger in my relationship with the Lord, and my spiritual foundation was firmly established during those years uh, as uh, the youth pastor there took a lot of time to invest on my spiritual growth, not just my growth, but also the growth of everyone else in the youth ministry. He played a tremendous influence in my life as a as a teen. And those are tough years, parents, as, as we know. Those could be challenging years for our teens, especially in our world today. They need guidance. They need somebody to mentor them and direct them toward the Lord. And that's what God used. God used um, the youth minister to really help me. And he was interested in my year of high school, my senior year, we would stand up in front of the church saying, hey, where are you guys going to college? What are you going to do with your life? 
Little did I know what I was going to be. But I just shouted out loud. I said, I'm going to be a pastor like Pastor Dave. Little did I know that God was sowing that seed in my heart to serving him in ministry. After graduating from high school, God provided a way for us, for me and my sister, to get a Christian education. And we moved to Maryland here where we attended uh, Washington Bible College at the time. During that time, we stayed with another family that God provided. Again, along the way, God used his people, his families, his believers to help those in need. And so we stayed with the Schoolfield family, another couple from Durwood uh, Bible Church who had also come to Albania with the same team. And Don and Joyce had come in, and we built it a strong bond. They became our foster family, and God provided for our needs using many churches and generous people in the church to sponsor us and get us through college. In college, I got involved in sports ministry and worked with Fellowship of Christian Athletes and um, also got a Christian education because I wanted to go into teaching and become a Christian educator. After graduating from college, I attended Montrose uh, Christian School. Uh, I taught there for about eight years, teaching middle school and high school Bible and coaching soccer and basketball and all of that. And God used me during those years to really help uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers and point them toward him and teaching them the truth of God's word so they could also experience God's peace and God's love and the salvation that he brings. Years after that, after eight years of serving there, I moved uh, to another ministry. Uh, I served at First Baptist Church of Rockville where I met Pastor Joel in early 2010, 2011. And there I also met and married my lovely wife, Sunita. It was years after that. We, we got married in 2016. We fell in love because she loved people. She loved the community. She loved serving. And we have a very similar background. Uh, she's from Trinidad, and she was saved because of mission work, because of missionaries going to Trinidad. And I was saved because of missionary work. So missions work is very important. God proclaims his word using his people and he sends those people to places that need to hear the good news of the gospel so i met my lovely wife and beautiful wife sunita there and we got plugged in and serving in the children's ministry uh serving alongside our wana clubs uh, vacation bible school doing outreach in the community uh, sharing the love of jesus and in looking back i'm just very thankful to the Lord, for the people that he used in my life, for his message, for the good news of the gospel that changed my life. It changed my heart. It changed my mind. It changed my approach in life. And I'm thankful that, that he's been faithful all these years. And he has guided me every step of the way. He has brought peace in my life, knowing that he will take care of me, even in difficult circumstances. And I'm looking forward to see what he has in store as we await for his next steps, as he guides us into this new chapter in our lives. So that was my testimony, okay? I hope I didn't take too long, Pastor Joel. It was, it's actually, you know, it could take probably about three hours, but I gave you the shorter version. I know you guys want to go home. But let me tie this into what we've been talking about today. See, growing up, there was a lot of worries, and this message could also be for our kids, our boys and girls here and our teenagers you know, you're going to have a lot of worries in life. I'm sure, as not just kids, but also us as parents. 
experience worry, experience fearings, experience anxiety, especially the last couple of years has been difficult, right, with the COVID, kids being isolated, kids feeling lonely, kids wanting to build relationships. But I'm reminded, I'm reminded that on our side, we have one who is called Prince of Peace. Why? Because he brings peace into our lives. He brings peace into our hearts because of what he has done for us on the cross. As we celebrate Christmas, we're celebrating just the beginning of his life. But think about it. The most important thing is what Jesus did for us on the cross, dying for our sins so that we can have hope, so that we can have love, so that we can experience joy and peace because we belong to our everlasting Father. Don't forget that. Don't be anxious. Don't worry of what the world's going to throw at you. I'm going to read a passage from Philippians just sort of as a reminder and close with that. The Apostle Paul encourages the Philippians because they were going through the same thing. You know, nothing has changed in the world. A worry is always going to be there. Troubles and tribulations are always going to be there. But here's what he says in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Now, if he repeats things twice, that means you've got to pay attention, right? The Lord wants you to pay attention. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice Rejoice. Why? Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. See, God is near with us. And at Christmas time, he actually came in person. And he lived among men. And the years that he lived, he brought peace to the sick, to the lost, to the hurting, to those who needed him. Jesus said that I've come to heal the sick and to share the good news of the gospel. And Paul reminds us here, rejoice, why the Lord is near. He is in our hearts. If you are a believer, a part of God's family, he has given you someone very special. He's called the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one that brings us peace. You know, we talk a lot about the, uh, the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. It's a fruit that comes from the Holy Spirit. And we need to rely and trust him for peace. Let me continue. He says, verse 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, it doesn't say the peace of the world, the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart, will guard your mind in Christ Jesus. See, this verse right here really helped me to understand that what I'm experiencing in this world is just temporary. I need to find the peace of God in my life. And that peace is not based on emotions. It's not based on feelings. It's not based on how the day is going. It's not based on how the world is doing and how the economy is. It's based on the true source of peace. It's the peace that God gives us in our hearts knowing that he will be with us, knowing that he will take care of us. And notice this peace, it surpasses all understanding. I don't understand it. You can't fully understand it because it is is eternal. It's spiritual. And that peace, Paul says, will guard your hearts and it will guard your mind. It will guard what we desire, what we love in this life. 
but also what we know and what we think. So I want to leave you with that message. God was proclaimed to the country of Albania. And because of that, I stand here in front of you proclaiming the peace that I found in Christ because of what he did in saving me. And he can do the same thing for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that this time, this season that we celebrate, the season of Christmas, we talk about peace, peace on earth, goodwill to man. But Lord, we need to find the true peace, not the worldly peace that is temporary and comes and goes. We need to find the peace that comes from you, the peace that the Holy Spirit gives And I pray as we celebrate Christmas, as we celebrate your birth, that we are reminded that you are our Prince of Peace and you are the authority. You are the one that has the power to give peace. No one else can. And as we hold on to that peace, Lord, guide us, guard our hearts, guide our minds, so that we can share the good news of the gospel with lost friends, lost family, those who need to hear it during this season, so they can too be adopted in your family. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thanks again, Pastor Joel, for giving me this opportunity. And I hope you've been encouraged by this message. It's not me. It's the Lord. And it's His people. With that said, I have something to show to everybody. Peace on earth. Peace. Because of Christ.